All right, everyone. Thank you for coming. It's uh, another installment of The Way It Is, and I'm your host, Luca Andolfato, and I have with me today um, Eric Bryant, who is the Director of Operations for North America at Open Inc., and that is spelled O-P-E-N-N, Inc., and I have brought Eric on today, and Eric was referred to me by a good friend of mine who's uh, been on the podcast before, broker owner of um, uh, Right at Home Realty, John Lusink in the GTA. And John was kind enough to connect me to Eric uh, because John is uh, was involved in the governance parts of TREB and, uh, and everything else. So he's got his finger on that pulse all the time. And the reason Eric's presence is timely today, because Open is redefining the process of selling and buying property. They are a technology company offering a proprietary cloud-based software platform to support real estate agents in selling property online with greater transparency. The open platform enables equality and higher levels of trust for consumers while providing agents an efficient solution to managing multiple offers. Open enhances the value of real estate professionals while supporting the missions of all real estate organizations through access to unprecedented depths of market data and more. Open empowers buyers and sellers with real-time tracking of the sales process and implements unparalleled visibility through consumer devices to allow for more informed buying and selling decisions, resulting in an optimal sales outcome. So there. Welcome, Eric. (laughs) That's a mouthful, Luca. You know what it really breaks down to? We've taken the negotiation piece of offer and acceptance and automated it so you can put it on your phone or tablet and do it 24-7, 365, nice and easily, manage it well and all that kind of stuff. Well, I, you're in now, we were talking briefly just before we, we went live and, and you're in uh, fortunate to be in Southern California and I, I wish yes. I was there with you doing this yes, in person. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I don't know what sound bites you're privy to down there, but obviously in Ontario, given the strength of the market and what's happened during the pandemic, um, uh, blind bidding and this uh, is getting a lot of heat, it's getting a lot of attention and it's getting a lot of political sound bites now because we are uh, about to start an election in Ontario uh, that'll happen in June. So, and then there's pros and cons and the politicians saying, uh, I'm, I'm not going to ban blind bidding. I am going to do something about it. Da, 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 da. So this sounds like maybe, uh, and I, I went online and it really just gives a Wikipedia description of, of open, but um, it started in Australia. So maybe take us from sort of where, where it started to where, why you are, where you are now in, in, in North America. So. Sure, no problem. It did start in Australia about six years ago. Uh, two brokers and a um, venture capitalist uh, got together to solve some problems. And the problems were around what we now call blind bidding. It didn't have a name then, right? But it was um, uh, problems in the industry that were uh, that needed attention. And some of those problems were having buyers um, blind to the fact that there were other offers, what those other offers were. Uh, how timely their offer was. It's just basically transparency and information. Um, so about six years ago, they they put together this product. Uh, they went public on the Australian Stock Exchange in the summer of 2021, took that money, put it into a North American expansion into Canada and the US. That's when they uh, found me. At the time, I was working for First American Data, and they were a customer of ours or a potential customer, I should say. And I got a great look at the technology being a uh, potential data provider for them. And I said, my God, this is exactly what 
we need in this. I've been the technology coach. So you can see me online a lot and I'm called the coach. And it's because I've been a consultant and a coach to brands and, and agents and teams for about 30 years, technology-based. So from the internet itself, all the way through social media and stuff like that, this product solved an enormous amount of problems in the industry. And we, we chose to kind of focus on three of them. And that was transparency, equality, and efficiency. The transparency is what really tends to get the headlines, right? The ability for everyone that's participating in the offer and acceptance process to be able to see what's going on from a dashboard. So you, a dashboard on your phone, on your computer, wherever it might be, you get an idea. Now, provincially up there, sometimes we can show the uh, dollar amounts and sometimes we can't. And a lot of the provinces are working on the, um, the rules and regulations around that, because the more transparency for the consumer, the better prepared they are to be able to make these decisions. But in some cases, it's just a hierarchy. There are 20 mm -hmm. offers currently and you, you're positioned at the number five spot. So work together with your agent to figure out what you want to do from that point. But it's the transparency, right? It's understanding what's going on around you, what's happening in the transaction. So I can make, I'm going to make a decision that's 500,000, a million, whatever it might be, that's a big decision. Why is it that for years and years, I have to make that decision based on number one, somebody telling me, oh, just believe me, this is what's going on. And number two, I'm not telling you, you have to make a guess at it. That's just insane. Right. Um, we all kind of have personal references to this. My What brought me into the business was my daughter who said, Dad, she came to me crying. Dad, I didn't get the house. You know, it was in the perfect place too, right? The right school district. It was near parks. And I mean, everything she wanted in the house. So why didn't you get it? Well, they sold it for 15,000 more than I offered. And I, you know, then we went through the machinations of why and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But basically she said, and this is this phrase that drives us as a company. If I had only known that it was going to go for 15,000 more, I would have stayed in the race. I, I would have paid 15 more, maybe 20, maybe, depending upon my situation. So we all have those stories that drive us and motivate us. And that's where the transparency really matters. To be able to have as much information as a consumer as you can in order to make that decision. And then the other two, equality and efficiency. Equality is somewhere, you know, we're talking now about Canada, but we do do business in the U.S. and Canada throughout North America. My history is in the U.S. and our history as an industry is not real good when it comes to equality. We've made yeah. some mistakes as an industry. The beauty about automating negotiations and offering acceptance is it's software. Software doesn't have bias. It doesn't see race, creed, color, sexual orientation. It sees right. terms and conditions and dollars. And so yeah. we're, we're, we're giving the opportunity for fairness and equality in the, in the, I'm not saying we're going to eliminate it and we're going to eliminate bias. That would be stupid, but we are giving a, a playing field that's much more fair for everyone involved. And then finally, what the industry really matters about is that efficiency play for whatever reason. And we can debate this over and over. It wasn't automated until now, this portion. So in order to have a, an automated or electronic transaction, you actually had to leave the electronic, the E-train, I call it, yeah. do all this negotiating you know, with FedEx packages and PDFs and drop-offs at the office, and then get back on and put it into transaction management. Now, we have an electronic automated program yeah. that does that and tracks it. So we have a history, a digital history, a footprint 
of everything that took place in the offer and acceptance uh, piece that brokers and agents can look to, uh, the consumer can feel good about and that they were treated fairly because the data shows it, or maybe it shows that they weren't treated fairly as well. But the point is we've created this efficiency level and we put it in 24 seven, 365 worldwide ability in the palm of the people's hands, exactly what the younger generation really wants. So taking, taking it from it's, it's, First little instance six years ago into this um, fully matured, uh, vetted uh, proof of concept that uh, now we can bring to Canada and, and the people of Canada when they're buying and selling property in a way that make it makes it feel so much better. Yeah, no, no, and and I mean, I I, I get all those arguments, and I, and because I mean, I we we hear them here up up here as well. Um, I, I guess. W- I mean, I can't. I don't know what happened in Australia. I don't know what the pushback would have been because the immediate argument here, and and again, I have a, I have my opinion on this, and I'm not saying we we can certainly have a, a cordial argument about it and a debate and 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 all the rest of it. But um, what's been the pushback from sellers? Because obviously that's the one big argument is that now you've you've you know the seller who has the ability to sell their home and 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 avail themselves of. The current traditional selling process, which is people submit their offers in secret, I guess, and then they're they're uh, you know revealed, and then they choose which one is the best offer, um, because the, the 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 argument is that with this transparency now and everybody seeing all of the bids, then you're going to eliminate the potential to optimize those dollars then on the selling side. We hear that argument all the time. Um, statistically, what we've seen is is in Australia is sellers gravitating towards the process because of the organic nature of it, meaning we're going to reach an organic conclusion. We don't just because we automated the process doesn't mean we're going to solve uh, somebody overbidding. Uh, that's just an, uh, a human reaction to something. But we are going to we are going to resolve the use of deception in order to get there. And eighty five percent of sellers become buyers. They sell their house, they got to buy another yeah. one. So yeah. they're on that fence, right? They got to say, well, I want to get the most I can get for my house, but at the same time, I don't want to get hosed on the other side of it. So they understand that this, this humanity needs to take place in the process because they're going to be a part of it at the other side of it. They gravitate towards the process because of its simplicity and because they feel they can trust it. And I think the re- what this industry needs is trust. That's that's the one thing that over the years has diminished, you know, exponentially is the trust between the consumer and the industry professional. It's important to us because our product functions with an agent on both sides of the transaction. That's right. part of our go-to-market. Agents are part of the process. When you come in, you use an agent, and so it it, it reinforces the importance of using that agent so that you're protected. But it gives you this beautiful, simple dashboard that gives you that allows you to trust the process and so you're not you don't feel as though the guy who sold the house sold it to a cousin or a sister or a brother or a buddy or you know uh did something nefarious that doesn't happen in the system so even the sellers um are looking for that trust did i really get highest and best because what we're talking about here is outliers those people that go yeah. crazy and go 200,000 over, it happens. Don't get me wrong. If it didn't happen, we wouldn't be talking about it. That's but right. it's an outlier 
over the you know 10,000 transactions that might happen in 50 of them or 100 of them or 200, whatever the market might bear. Um, in general, the, the sale of the house is going to reach its organic conclusion one way or the other, and that includes a little bit higher or a little bit lower than you would have thought otherwise. We, Our product and the data it provides really sets the standard for pricing, not what you know someone's guessing or based on what happened a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. I mean, it is real time what's happening today, what 20 people are telling you the value of that property is. So yeah. even the sellers are on board with the process. And so I guess, you know, and, and I, and that's where I, I was actually um, certainly intrigued to see how realtors are st- remain in the process, which I, I, I applaud for sure. Um, and, and unfortunately, you know, you hear the story of your daughter and you hear some of these stories and, and sadly, Eric, you're, you're right. I've done this for 34 years. You know, you're always going to get bad operators you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, every industry has them. So um, and, and it's that's the unfortunate part, because I guess for me, you know, having done what I've done for as long as I've done it. And I, I mean, I in my podcast last week, I not that I ranted, but we did talk about, you know, the the, the pol- you know, the politics of this blind bidding and what people are saying and everything. And and, uh, you know my counsel to your daughter as it would be to you if we were in the same scenario would have been you have to put the best price you can right now on this property based on the information that i've provided you based on sales and historical information and data and everything else but also based on the parameters that you have within you to do it financially right because everybody reaches their ceiling at a certain point in time right i mean and so at the end of the day i always say to clients don't go to bed tonight thinking that you left money on the table. And so, you know, when I hear the stories like that, I, I, I'm not blaming your daughter. I'm blaming the realtor that didn't say, is this your best shot? Cause you know what I'm saying? And so I guess your, your, your product or this, this platform alleviates that to a certain degree, but is it sort of what I would call a hybrid between an auction and, and a, and a normal negotiation then? Is that a fair assessment or is that, yeah, it's 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 fair to assess it that way. There are two distinct um, uh, issues or uh, distinct pieces to an auction. Number one, there's a hammer that falls at five yeah. o'clock on Sunday. The hammer falls, and at that point in time, it's the highest bid that wins. Right. Number two, I don't care about your terms and conditions; they don't matter to me. Well, those do not apply to offer and acceptance. So with those two as a part of the process, it really eliminates the auction piece of it. By putting it into the hands of the professional, it downplays the auction side of it. And the rest of it does have some uh, a mentality to it of an auction, but it's not. And that's very important that the industry understands. This is a tool for an industry professional, a broker, an agent to be able to combat what are looked at as disruptors or straight auction platforms. Auction platforms work very well in a lot of industries. This happens to be an industry with a very high ticket price and the ability to to do nefarious things and not be protected. Now, it's the same kind of thing as going to to court without a lawyer or diagnosing your own um, pain in your your stomach as a doctor (laughs) and saying it's okay. Those things apply. And they, we, we back that and we believe in that. And we wanted to provide a platform for the, the industry professional to give that transparency and give that, uh, that ease of operation to the consumers because they're driving it. Don't think for one minute 
that consumers will not drive this when they get it because they yeah. love it. We've shown yeah. that in Australia, the consumers adore it from both sides um, because it's exactly what they want. And they're going to go get it just like they went and got Uber over the taxis and, you know, yeah. Amazon over the, the Barnes and Nobles. The consumer will gravitate towards this and the professionals who use it are benefiting in a, in a, in a big way in Australia. Um, so you've, you've, uh, you're aligned yourself with Canadian Real Estate Association, right? Or you're, you've made, you're having negotiations with them or it's, I think if I read in the article, you're going to have some test market areas or what's, what's, tell us what's happening on that end of things then. We've basically signed an agreement to test the product in a couple of markets and, um, you know, provide some proof of concept for the industry to move forward. So uh, there's not, uh, there's nothing in place that says it will be that there will be a make an offer button on realtor.ca forever. Uh, but we are going to test that in a few markets and and uh, look at the consumer response, the the uh, professional agent broker response, gauge it and determine whether we want to move forward in, in a nationwide commercialization project. So how does realtor.ca come into it then, I guess? If, if, explain that to me, please, because I'm not sure, sure. I'm following that um, sort of step. The vision is a make an offer button on each listing in realtor.ca where the consumer and or their agent can begin the process of um, uh, providing an offer on a property for sale. So, for example, um, the agent can say, go to go to realtor.ca, hit that button and put your offer in. Don't send me a FedEx package with a bunch of contracts in it. Everything is there for you. It's all electronic. They use the same forms that they use today. It's just an electronic version of it. They upload it, boom. Very simple uh, for everyone to contemplate. And if a consumer happens to land there and wants to uh, uh, get involved in the process, they'll hit a make an offer button. We'll ask them if they're represented. Who are you represented by? Please choose them. We'll connect them on the back end so that together they can put the offer in. And if for some reason they don't have uh, an agent at the time, we'll suggest a, a list of agents and give them the background on them so that they can choose from them. But okay. that's, that's, the, uh, that's the concept behind the uh, realtor.ca involvement in it. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know um, if this is happening in your market area or not. And here, though, the big, the strategy has become, uh, you know, over the last two years and, and continues to be that um, this sort of holding offer. So you, there's a deadline by which, so the property comes to market, uh, say today, uh, offers are held till, you know, Monday. You know what I'm saying? So you have a week of showings and there's there's a direction, seller's direction that's signed that says no preemptive offers and no conveyance of offers till such and such a day. So I guess basically the button doesn't go live till that day or is that controlled by the the the, the agent? Let's say let's say the listing agent wants to subscribe to it and, and, and the seller want to use the platform. Is that do they have that control over it then that this button now goes live for the buyers to access or is that yeah, exactly actually the listing agent has a lot of control. Uh, they have control to turn off features and turn on features. Uh, the clock itself can be set for I'll, I'll be accepting offers until Sunday at 5 p.m., but it's editable. So if they just if they decide they want to move it up or back, they can do that. Um, and again, this is offer and acceptance and everybody is made aware of when they're in the system at any point in time. The seller can choose through their agent to accept an offer and end the process, which is not auction, right? Auction is, no, yeah. sorry, you got to wait. You got to wait till five o'clock, then the hammer falls. In this case, oh no, that, I like those terms and conditions. I like that offer. I can do it right now. I'm taking it and boom, it's over. So everyone needs to understand that as they come into the process that at any point in time, 
the seller can say, that's the offer I want, hit a button, it's done. Okay. And, and so by, by doing that, then all the other buyers that are in the process, presumably are all notified that that's happened or, or, and then so, yeah, see, I, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing. I, I really am. And, and Good, I guess I'm I, saying it correctly, <laughs> <laughs> but, and I guess, but for me, you know, I'm trying, you know, my brain goes to the logistics of how I do my business every day and how the real life of this process works. And I'm trying to think yes. of how that translates to the automated world, right? Because, um, you know, sometimes you've got, you know, like you've got offers that are close or not close. And then the seller, like, can the seller counter offers in the process? Or is that something that, how, how does that work? Or is, is there an ability for the seller to counter an offer and go back to a particular buyer or no, that's, that's not an option. They can counter if they want. They can basically what that means is um, a, a change of terms and conditions, right? So there's a communication tool within the pro within the product where you can talk to uh, the agents can talk to each other via email, a phone, uh, a call, uh, or a chat feature, and they can say, "Look, if if uh, if your uh, escrow period was seven days instead of 21 days, you'd be in a better position." And then that's a counter offer, right? So then the right. agent representing the buyer talks to the buyer and says, do you want to drop it to seven days? If we do, then we've got a better shot. Our terms and conditions look better to the seller. They, they decide they want to. They upload that new piece of, uh, piece of paper or contract saying we've adjusted. It's done. So the, we, we're not trying to circumvent what's done today. We're just trying to automate it and make it better, faster, yeah. stronger. Um, okay. And we we offer the ability for the agents to use the same format and the same forms that they've always used. So they go into their transaction management, they pull down the forms, they fill them out, they load them, in, they upload them into our system. It's all parsed in our system. The selling agent says yes or no. The exact same thing that happens in a normal transaction. And that's the what's one of the biggest differences between our product. I think it's why Crea and Realtor.ca gravitated towards us over any other product. Because it's really as close to what we do today on a regular basis, just automated as anything could possibly be. Uh, are you at liberty to divulge what the test cities will be, or has it when and when when the actual when this will actually the these test markets will happen, or when when it'll go I'm live? I'm at liberty, but we don't know yet. Uh, it's, okay. it's still being it's still being completed. We should know within the next few weeks. Um, you know, we've offered that opportunity to a, a few boards in a few cities, and we're just waiting for their response. There's agreements that need to be signed and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we anticipate having that done in the next two weeks or so. Um, and by summer, the pilot should be completed, or we should have statistical relevance at that point, or achieve statistical relevance, so that we can make the determination to go live. And we are really hopeful that you know, starting in let's say June, July of this year, the consumers of of Canada, the home buyers and sellers, can participate in the process on our platform and and experience that transparency, quality, and efficiency for themselves. Okay, um, so. Open obviously, it's a publicly traded company. It's a, it's a yep. not it's a it's a it's a for profit company. So, yes, how does Open make money in all of this? So, is this with if it is is it your is it a Canadian Real Estate Association that signs a big fat contract with you guys, and then and then are and then they're, they're going to mandate it to the to the different regions across the country to say, hey, this is our this is what you got to adopt now, or is it going to be a board by board thing? Is it going to be a, a provincial thing? What what have you got any insight into that? 
uh, for the for the most part, the product is paid for by agents, like most SaaS model products. Um, you know, they can choose monthly or transactionally. Um, that's to be determined from these pilots. Part of what will shake out is, you know, for the professional, the agent broker, what would you prefer? What's better for your business model to pay X amount of dollars per month for the ability to use this on all your listings, or perhaps uh, would it be better this much per listing or per sale? The brokers may want to get involved and say, look, I want to buy it for all 100 of my agents. How much? What, what kind of a deal can I get? That's called enterprise right. pricing. But it's really following a SaaS model that's that uh, most technologies um, have at this point in time. Right, 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 right. Well, so I guess, and then, yeah, so I mean, so it'll be up to individual agents then, I guess, or brokerages to decide how they want to adopt it and if they feel comfortable adopting it. And, what. and I, I'm sure it'll be like any new form of technology. There'll be those that they'll gravitate to it and ex- accept it with open arms and those that will, you know. Open with two ends, by the way. <laughs> exactly. No, that's right. Pun intended. Correct. That's right. Um, yeah, and then, you know, there'll be the old school ones that just, this is the way I've done it all this time and I'm not going to change ever or anything like that too, right? That, so That's what's going to happen. It's what happened in Australia. We anticipate it happening in the U.S. and Canada. But the fun part, and this is the best part, when you look at the statistics based on Australia, um, there were a small group of agents who realized the potential of the product and got on board immediately. Uh, that the consumer started to gravitate towards them in their marketplaces because this was how the consumer wanted to conduct their transaction. So the old guard, the ones who were like, "No, I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I want to be able to." But all those, all those things, forget it. They went out the window because the consumer left and went to this yeah. other person. And so I'm going to get it now. I've got it now. So come on back to me. And it's it's this it, it's the same thing as a lot of products, right? In this case, it is so. It is so consumer focused to to want this to uh, to use this that the professional, even the most skeptical of professionals, will realize it and say, you know what, I need to provide what my customers are asking for. Um, and in this, it's kind of like you know, I go, I told you I'd done this for thirty years. I remember when the damn book was delivered you know, every Monday to the real estate yes. office yes. that had listings in it. A week's, a week's time went by and you got a book with one picture, right? And the information and you oh. brought your customer in, you went through the book. But, and I swear to you, when the internet hit and we started to see things, you know, portals where the information was online, the agents were absolutely sure that that was hokum and it was not going to last. And here we are yeah. today. Right. Uh, it's it, it isn't hokum. It's really and when, when we step out of our industry shoes or we step out as a seller, like we talked about earlier, and we become the consumer, we realize how important transition, uh, transparency and equality is to us. And that gives us the power, the gut to say, yes, this is the way things should be done. Yeah. Yeah. You were, <laughs> I used to order extra of the MLS books because you had to give them to your client. I remember, oh my God, some of them, I remember the back in the day, some of them were like this thick or whatever. It was crazy. I do remember that. It was oh insane. God. Kids don't believe it now. When you, when you talk to somebody who didn't experience that book, they go, yeah, you're, you're lying to me. That's just ridiculous. But seriously, there was a time when you had to go to the agent's office and open up a book to yep. see what was for sale in the marketplace. Absolutely. Absolutely and they were yeah. sure that was going to stick. There's no, well, we're, I, I'm sticking to my book. I'm sticking <laughs> to my book. No, you're not. 
because <laughs> the consumer's going online. Well, the consumer's going to their phone now, right? They're going, exactly. hey, I, I yeah. push the button, I get part, get in the process, make a counter offer, talk to the agent. Oh, right here. I want to do it right here. Yeah. It's not going to change. Can you uh, can you speak to then um, how long has it been going in in like you you're the director in North America but how long what's the sort of um, have you made inroads in the U S and then what's the sort of been the saturation uh, in Australia then are they are they are all the boards in Australia adopted it now or is it sort of eighty percent seventy five percent what's what's happening there Questions. so in Australia there are, I think there are six states there might be eight I can't remember so this is you know I'm the I'm the North American guy. Uh, but let's say there are six states in Australia. The the course, the where we began in Western Australia, it's up to 30% of the market now is using our product. Now, more are using uh, the concept of automated offer and acceptance because our competitors have part of the market. Um, in North America, brand new, right? So I was hired in September of last year. Uh, we are making inroads, but I think you should be proud of the fact that Canada took the lead from the US in this, wow. well, especially with Korea's participation uh, yeah. in the process, they kind of jumped way ahead of the, the US is hemming and hawing right now. Yeah. They're like talking, yeah. we don't talk about it, think about it, but Canada's diving into it. And it's really, you know, the government has something to do with it. When they're, up, they're standing up there saying, we got to get rid of deceptive practices, blind bidding, but yeah. that certainly helps. You've got Korea national organization behind it, but you mentioned John Lessink earlier, a friend of yours yep. and a friend of a friend of Opens. They, they they see it as a brokerage and they're very interested and other brokerages have been interested. And now the provinces are coming along. The, you know, everyone's seeing the value in it and it's moving it in Canada so much faster than the US. So yeah. this will be a case of open will be far more ingrained in Canada before it's uh before it's even used commercially in the US. Well, that, and that's good to hear. And I'm—I have to say, I—I'm—I'm—I'm I, um, I'm, I'm intrigued for sure. And I'm—if anything, from a my immediate reaction is, um, you know, because uh, you know, certainly the consumer protection part of it, but it's also selfishly. Um, you deal with a lot of agents you just rather not deal with, and this might be a process that takes more out of their hands to. I'll use the expression, cock things up, if you will, as opposed, you know what I'm saying? So, because half the battle sometimes is who you're dealing with on the other end of things and stuff. So potentially, I, I think maybe there might be a silver lining in that regard too. But anyway, well, I mean, I, I... Good actors, bad actors in every industry. Fortunately for me, 30 years, I see far more good people uh, than I do bad. Um, you know, I guess I get to say that some of my best friends are real estate agents because it's true. <laughs> 30 years, right? You, you end up with a lot of relationships and, and, uh, and the, the bad ones always screwed up for the good ones. And it's normally, you know, 90% good. And it's, yeah. it's the same thing. And, and people shown that in Australia, they gravitate towards this because it's a fair and just and honest way to, to buy and sell what was probably the biggest purchase of your life. And that's yeah. really the bottom line. No, no, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, as well as I do, everybody only hears the shitty stories and doesn't hear the good ones, right? I mean, that's all, what you all said. The complainers are always the loudest ones. That's right, for sure. Yeah. So, 
Oh, listen, Eric, this has been uh, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate your time. It's been very insightful. Uh, I, I'm I'm looking forward to to hearing the updates, and I'll keep tabs. And you've got my email, so please keep me um, if I get sort of keep me in the loop in terms of releases or news. To- if there's any, uh, I'm sure Korea will probably let out some uh, give some uh, news bites to to its uh, membership and stuff too. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I look forward to it. I wish you every success and and. Uh, it's certainly something I would uh, I would certainly give a try to. That's for sure. I, I would have to say so. That, yeah. That's all we're asking. Give it a try and understand what the transparency uh, really means to the transaction. I think that people are gonna people are gonna love it when they when they get involved in it. And that's like I said, everybody is. Whether you're a skeptic at this point or not, uh, it's like anything else. Give it a try uh, and base your opinion on what the outcome was and what your experience was. And I think that the same thing will happen in Canada. This happened in Australia, and people will love it. I'm, I'm going to send an email to the uh, EO of our local board here and see what uh, what channels up the food chain to Aria and whatever we can get, and see if we can make Kingston a test market or not for this. This and would be that would be interesting. So the more the merrier, man. Everybody who's listening, <laughs> send a send a letter. I feel like uh, we're talking about our congressman or something. Send a letter to your congressman. But seriously. <laughs> Talk to your board, talk to your broker, get involved and tell them you've heard about the product, you've heard about the process, um, and and it's something that you're interested in or you're intrigued by. Uh, it's the same thing. You start sending a letter to your congressman, and next thing you know, laws are changed. Well, you start yeah. sending letters and emails to your regulators and your brokers, and pretty soon the way the transaction is done is changed. And that's what we're that's what we're going to really uh, keep focused on. Well, and that's a that's a great way to end it. And I really appreciate your time. Enjoy Southern, sunny Southern California because we're not. Yeah. I told you before we're having really crappy weather here, so I'm envious. Oh, but, sorry. Seriously, <laughs> I'm, I, I feel I feel bad. Why don't you all come down? Right, <laughs> exactly. come down to Southern California. We'll all get together. We'll sit on the beach. We'll get get a little sunshine and and relax a little bit. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Listen, Eric, all the best. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll catch up at another time for sure. Thanks, Luke. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. Have a good day.